Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is a program that we, del we deliver live on Facebook and YouTube every Thursday from 6 p.m. And then it is available online, a variety of podcast outlets. So uh, Spotify and Amazon and Apple Podcasts and others as well. So hello to those of you who are watching the video with us live and hello to those of you who are uh, listening in the near future. And this is a program that takes the experiences that Nancy and I had facilitating pet loss support groups, Nancy for 30 years, me 30 for years. about 11 years. And we compiled that into a book, that experience into a book called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from family therapists who lead pet loss groups. And that's linked to the description of this program. But we started this program because we wanted to have the opportunity to expand our reach and to actually have a dialogue. So we encourage you to write Tonight. to us or to leave a voicemail. And when you do, if you tell us a story about your experiences, we'll be happy to share that story in most cases, if you would like that to happen. So let us know yeah. if you send us an email and tell us about what's going on in your life, if it's okay for us to share it with others on this program. And if not, we'll, we certainly respect that. We'll respond to you privately by an email. Mm -hmm. Also want to let you know that you can support us in doing this program through Venmo. So you can look on the description and you can see that you could give a one-time gift through Venmo or PayPal. You can also subscribe monthly if you're so inclined and we appreciate that support. And we understand if you don't do that, we do this mostly as a labor of love and just an offering mm -hmm. to be helpful. And you can reach me at KenDDV at gmail.com. You can reach Nancy at N Sexton Lopez. That's N S A X T O N L O P E Z at C S M P C.com. We like to remind you that if you can subscribe, if you feel inclined to subscribe on YouTube, that is helpful in that it alerts others who may benefit from the program that this program is there for them. The YouTube algorithm, of course, raises to the top of the list those programs that have the most subscribers. So that's something you can do that would be helpful to us and also helpful to prospective users or viewers, I should say. This program is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Massachusetts. And we encourage you to learn more about Dakin either by reading the little bit of content that we have on our description. Also, just going to DakinHumane.org. That's D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. You can give a donation there. You can learn about everything that they have to offer, and they offer a lot. They're based in Springfield, Massachusetts. And also, I facilitate a monthly Zoom support group, pet loss support group. It's cost-free. Mm -hmm. It's supported by Dakin. And if you'd like to RSVP for that program and get the link, it's actually the second Tuesday of every month. So it's next Tuesday, the 9th at 6 p.m. You can go to DakinHumane.org and you would look under programs. It's actually a link to the RSVP 
page in the description of these podcasts as well. So that's a bunch of information for you. And Nancy, do you want to get us started for today? Yeah, I mean, Ken and I have been speaking throughout the day of um, what we were going to talk about tonight. And um, we found that there's just a whole lot of grief, you know, <laughs> that's kind of going around. Um, and, you know, Ken will, is going to talk about a couple a couple personal things Um I'm going to too at some point, and um, it, we live with grief every day. Um, mm-hmm. This program is specific to companion animal loss, but you know, there's all many kinds of other losses. You know, I was just telling Ken that I got off the phone with a client who's you know going to get divorced. You know, she's going to tell her husband that she can no longer live with him, and and that's a tough one. And I also found out that my husband's best friend died a few hours ago. So that is, is grieving. And, you know, um, even though, t- though these two situations are just fresh in a few minutes ago, um, uh, it does bring back a lot of other grieving for past, right? Yeah. And so we're going to talk some about just how normal it is to experience grief and how sometimes it just kind of jumps out when you're not even expecting it. And so I was telling Nancy that I was listening to a podcast just yesterday and the podcast closed with the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow sung by Judy Garland. And I just burst out in tears because that song always reminds me of my dogs who were lost. And in particular, not sure exactly why, I think it's because when he died, we were away traveling, but my, mm-hmm. my dog, Jack, who was Jack. a chihuahua who died 2015. And when I was grieving, I would listen to this song mm-hmm. and it would just sort of facilitate the tears. And so I heard this and I, I just started crying and my husband was there and he was like, what's wrong? <laughs> I understood because well, he's seen this before. <laughs> you were grieving and Jack came back to you, right? Yeah. So even though it, it's been 2015, it and was I, And I Jack's have to there. say that I also, you know, I, after I had cried for a little bit, a few minutes and wiped my eyes with Kleenex, I just thought of how privileged I am to have had these relationships that mean so much to me. I mean, here's this little soul who lived with us for almost 16 years and he meant the world to us as they all do. And so the fact that he's no longer here is just a reality. He's no longer here in physical that you and I are here today, but he obviously is still very close to my heart Mm -hmm. and and it just got me thinking about how these kinds of moments are just happening all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't have some recollections about mm-hmm. my animals who are gone. And, and as Nancy said, other people in my life, both of my parents are long deceased mm-hmm. and they come to mind all the time and they don't come to mind in a terribly sad way. Or if there's moments of sadness it's always it's always the case that there's also just sort of a 
a kind of calm acceptance and knowledge that they're still part of my life. They're part, you know, they're, they're, I think about them, I clothe them, I hold them close at hand. Well, that's, that's what I was talking to you about when I go outside, every time I go out the Mm -hmm. back door, I have a memorial garden and there's seven little stones and I'm comforted by that, Mm -hmm. that they're all there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can go and look at them and the little epitaphs we put on all the stones. And it's sad, but it also, like you said, it gives me comfort that they're there with me, even if it's yep. spiritual. Yep. Right. So I, I was mowing the, the garden earlier today, and I have this really big stand of Coreopsis, which is over one of my cat's graves. And so every time I'm mowing that, I say hello to her and talk to her a little bit. She was really, she was really close to me. She was a familiar. She was just, I felt like she and I were deeply, deeply bonded. We would go uh, on hikes in the woods and she would run up trees and run down trees and follow me. And it's just nice that she's there. Her name was Diana. Yeah, Diana. And, and we have a, <laughs> like you, we have a, a lily garden that we associate with my dog, Lily, who died 2005, a long time Mm -hmm. ago. But that's always a marker that she's close at hand. And And what about the butterfly bushes? Butterfly bushes. I have two butterfly bushes that Nancy gave me. I should send you pictures of them. They're, They're much, they're big. One of them is really big. And one of them is a more compact variety. I'll make sure I send you pictures. But they they one is for Isabel, who died last June, and one is for Abigail, who died last August. They have markers on them. They have memorial markers, and they have a, a gift of Nancy Saxton Lopez <laughs> on them as well. <laughs> so, so there. Did you ever do anything about Henry, the what? cat? Did you ever do anything? I didn't. For no, Henry? I really didn't. Be, well, such an ambiguous loss. You know, every now and then yeah. I wonder if he's going to show up. It's such a strange thing when you yeah. lose an animal that way. And Henry just disappeared. Right. And I, I'm i pretty convinced that he wandered outside the bounds of the garden and got eaten by something, a bobcat, yeah. a coyote, mm-hmm. who knows what, a fisher. And But that's, that's true. He, he was also very, very important to me. And I, I guess that I, there's a little part of me that wonders where he is. And well, you're, he, we're still hoping, right? Kind of vaguely imagining vaguely. that mm-hmm. you never know. And but I mean, I at a certain point you have to just decide that. Of course, because it's been going. a few a year. It's a couple year or two. It's been it's been at least two years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, but I was telling Nancy also that one of my chickens died yesterday oh, she was been sick for a couple days and i took her to a vet and i was telling nancy it was hard to find a vet because my chicken vet who was in amherst massachusetts retired about a year and a half ago he's a really nice guy nice guy and the the way that they handled my chicken at this new vet was so compassionate i mean the way they handled me and her was so compassionate and I have 25 chickens and so I don't, I don't have exactly the same kind of relationship that I have with a dog or dogs or a cat, but 
they're my little friends too. And I've had them since they were a day old and I take great care of them. I'm very conscientious. I, I clean them up every day and change their food and water and, and pick up their eggs and try to be really mindful of how, how their health is. And anyway, she was, um, the vet thought that she was egg bound, which means her eggs weren't coming out. They were stuck in your oviduct. And so she, she and the, and the assistant digit took their took her, the vet took her fingers and kind of tried to get those eggs out. But she discovered that it, it wasn't that, that she had really massive tumors, just something that happens to chickens sometimes. So we said goodbye and, you know, we had, her, I had her euthanized and I was petting her and she's a very, very tame, friendly hen. And it's something because there's a certain kind of closeness that that brought that I don't usually have with my chickens. So I do carry, I pick them up and carry them around a little bit now and then, but not a lot. Usually I'm busy, kind of busily cleaning them up and it's, uh, it's something. Well, it was an intimacy, no, because yeah. you you were there almost when she was born, and you were able like, to transition her when she died. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, that's that's such a experience, right? When you well, love somebody or you care for someone, especially your animals, and we can be there. It's a strange one too, because as I'm petting her, I'm saying, you know, I eat chickens not my chickens, like not my chicken friends. And for many right. years, for 26 years, I didn't. For 26 years, I was ovo-lacto-vegetarian. I ate eggs and cheese, but I didn't eat flesh. But then in more recent years, I have. And my dogs and my cat eat chickens. And here I am with great tenderness, <laughs> caressing, petting this chicken so that she's not frightened in the in the very last moments of her life. Right. And so there's such a, you know, there's there's many paradoxes in life, I think, that mm -hmm. we just, it's just very hard to, to explain. And, you know, this was one of them for me. Well, and, I remember when you got a saddle for Henry that was <laughs> uh, vegan. Yes, I had a, when, when I had a horse, I had, uh, yeah, we had a specially made, Mm -hmm. non-leather saddle and that was important to us at the time mm -hmm. right and also things change in people's lives right of course and, uh, we always change so a little but this whole idea of living with grief i think is important to talk about because it punctuates the fact that it never goes away no it just becomes as we've talked about, it becomes part of who you are, becomes part of your whole stream of It becomes memory. integrated with us. It's integrated. Integrated yeah. into it's us. Integrated. Yeah. And, and in the, when, we first, when we first lose our friend, it's extremely painful, obviously. I mean, it's just really, really gut-wrenching and, and deeply upsetting. It disturbs many of the, the usual patterns of our life in many cases, but over time, it just becomes part of our life experience. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and again, and another thing is that different, different relationships bring different degrees of 
grief. So I'm not particularly grief stricken today for the loss of this hen because I didn't have a deep connection with her. I had a, a more, you know, just a more surface level connection. Yeah. And, and so I'm not grief stricken in the usual sense. It's sad. Yeah, and of course. I, I also feel, I feel good that I took her to the vet and we found out what was happening and we learned that it wasn't something that was survivable because right. at first we were hoping that it, it may be, but at least I felt like I did what was responsible in terms of caring for her. Exactly. And, but yeah, the relationship is just, it's a, it's just very different. It's different. Well, we have different relationships with people. We have different relationships yeah. well, that's with, true. with our animals, right? That's true. I remember when there was one person who we had had a relationship with, Nancy, and when this person died, we had a very different response than grief. <laughs> well, we won't talk about that. <laughs> I do remember now. <laughs> so, yeah, relationships vary hugely. And... And even when, even when we are grieving, you know, one of the things that's different about between grief and, and depression is we can still have a little, we can have a little joke on the side. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we do, we do live with it. And, you know, I found over the last couple months that people I had talked to about their, their companion animal dying and, and going through the grieving process with them. Now, some time later, years later, they came back because they had another death. Yeah. And they had gotten another animal, another pet, and there, there was another death. And so, as we all know, that in the new death, it brings back all of the older deaths, right? Yep. So there's this more accumulative grief. Yeah. And that can also be people, right? I mean, if a, if, a, if a father, mother, partner, spouse, whatever dies, that's in the mix too. And I think so. Unfortunately, the older we get, right, we have much more of that life experience. Loss, loss becomes part of, much more part of our lives, mm -hmm. much more part of our lives. And I think of my uncle, who is one of seven children, he's the he's the only survivor at this point at, at his advanced age. And so that's, so we, we grow more accustomed to loss, but it's still, you know, we still go through the grief process yes. and, and we, you know, I think we, we grow wiser through every yes. loss. Ultimately, ultimately, I always say that very tentatively because it there's grief does new grief never feels like something that has benefits. It, no. it never feels that way. And it, and it never, it never should feel that way. But over time we, we just gain, we gain wisdom, hard, hard, hard one wisdom. Because we have experience such a wonderful relationship. And at the time yeah. of death, it's too, it's, it's like you're severed, right? But over time, you can look back and say, wow, you know, I really learned a lot yeah. from this relationship, this beautiful yeah. relationship. Yeah. 
Um, And each one is different, right? Each animal is different, no matter how many we've had. You know, they all have personalities. Yeah, so I feel like the message, the message for today is it, it never goes away, but life is rich and grief is manageable ultimately Mm -hmm. it's it's just part of the mix and we had we can recall many many relationships i I was just mentioning that my ex-wife just sent me a video she had these videos of our time with our with our son now about to turn 30 these early family videos digitized. So she sent them to me. And the one that I was just looking at was of us trimming the Christmas tree when my son was two, which I believe would be the same. I think that our children are the same age. Same age. Mm -hmm. So he's two and he's in a onesie and he can't talk very well. (laughs) He's putting stuff on the tree. (laughs) And... All around us are two cats who mm. are long gone, but there they are, and they're immediately recognizable, and I'm immediately pulled back into remembering them fondly. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I experienced grief. I experienced a kind of reconnection. But there's a richness to that, right? Yeah. There's a richness to have been you know, involved with them, have a relationship with them, love them, you know, and all of that accumulates, you know, over time. Yeah. What, and also you're, you're, you're um, looking at, um, you have the beautiful Hildy, but you're looking for another companion. Yeah, we're getting, but, we're getting Hildy a, a friend, a playmate. But, but and, you were uh, grieving through, you, grief came up for you during this. Yes, because it just reminds me so much of the fact that we don't have our two other little dogs anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just kind of brings it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we're getting, we're going to visit with a, a rescue on Sunday who we think will be a good match for her. We visited with one yesterday who turned out not to be a good match. Uh, but so we're, we're hopeful. But of course, I say we're getting a new playmate for Hildy, but we're also getting a new playmate for me. <laughs> That's right. For me and Hildy. <laughs> That's right. But every time that we venture out, and you know, look, sometimes um, with people that they can't or they feel that they can never love another animal. Yeah. Again, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and, and some people, I, I, I go back to this. I felt so bad for this couple. And when they came in, I, I don't know if you were around with, with this couple with Copper. And at the time, I think that they were probably in their 80s, early 80s. Wow. And they they came to the group and and then they said, you know, we can't get another animal because we're too old. And I my heart just broke, right? Because there's reality to that, right? Um um, and I have a I have a person I'm working with right now, and he's got to move, and he has a parrot, oh, and wow. he loves his parrot, but there are issues with where he's going, 
And so he's in the process of seeing if somebody can take him. I said, how are you going to deal with that? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a really, that's a loss, you know, huge um, and he's got to make sure a, a parrot is the kind of animal Lives companion who can outlive you. Yes. Depending on your age and because they, yeah. depending on their species, they can live for a very, very long time. And so he's looking diligently for someone who can really take care of him. But it's going to be hard for him to let the, yeah. his, yeah. his work go. You know? yeah. So that's another grief. You know, sometimes it happens when we have to give up, you know, and sometimes in divorces, right? One spouse takes the animal, the other yeah. can't. Or, I I've mean, seen that a lot. Oh, a lot, yeah. yeah. And there's fights about who's going to get the dog or who's going to get the cat. Um, so sometimes, sometimes visitation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I had visitation what? with 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 Tashi, my first. Yeah, yeah. I had visitation because I could not have Tashi in my apartment, my first marriage. And uh, so I would take her on the weekends. And then you got full custody. And full custody. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and that was important for me. Well, so. one of the things that that I, I and I and I thanked her immensely. I mean, I haven't met her in person yet, but the person who's fostering the dog that we're going to visit with on Sunday, to me, fostering is, and I've mentioned this, fostering amazing. is amazing because. Yeah. You have to connect in a way that's very real and compassionate with the understanding that you're going, you're going to let go. Yeah, you're going, they're and going to go. That takes a special temperament, I think. Yeah. And uh, because as I've mentioned, like once, once one of these animals is, we, I've decided they're going to be in my family, like that's it. There's, it would be like trying to take away my child. That's right. I mean, so many people get so attached and, and it takes a special person to be able to do that, to be yeah. able to take care of this animal, train, teach, and then say here, you know, yeah. this is he or she is now yours. Yeah. And then yeah. do it again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what can our summary be for today? I mean, I guess the idea is that we live with, with grief. grief it's, it, it's, uh, it pops up. Mm -hmm. regularly and sometimes when we least expect it it mm -hmm. doesn't destroy us no it opens us up emotionally and that many times in the immediate experience we we feel a sort of depth of of connection mm -hmm. and then gratitude even for just having yes had the, the connections like, we've like had. When you had when you had a, the experience of being emotional was somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah, it brought right. back right. Yeah, Jack, I remember Jack, yeah. and you know what what your relationship was like, and those things happen all the time. So we need people to understand that we live with grief. Some of it is much, can be much more intense and new and fresh when we've just had a death or a loss. But then it brings back others. And sometimes when I go out to that garden or I look at my teapots, I'm like, but they gave me so much. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that well, is a wonderful relationship. It, it is sometimes hard even to disentangle the tears of grief with the from the tears of gratitude. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's sometimes just 
just hard. It's like, um, I mean, I'll throw this in as a little bit, a little bit of a strange um, segue, but we went to Elton John's concert. I think I told you. That. Nice. And it's supposedly his, his farewell, farewell tour. tour. And Elton John to me is a, is an iconic figure because when I was young, like, I don't know, 13 or so, he announced that he was bisexual. Mm -hmm. And as a child who was trying to figure out who I was, I knew that I was that or I was gay. And I had never heard anybody of any prominence say something like that. And it was, I felt like it was one of the most courageous things I'd heard. Plus, I just sure. liked, loved his music, too. Yes, that's right. So when I was at the concert, I was just on the verge of tears like the whole time mm -hmm. because here was like somebody who was like a lifeline in some ways and also a, just an, an amazing maestro. Mm -hmm. And my Very husband gifted. and I were, were getting to be present. It was just really moving. Mm -hmm. And um, so life is complicated. Emotions are complicated. Yeah. And and it's really okay to feel what you feel. And I guess- At any moment in time. And when it, when it comes over you, just be in it for a little bit. Yeah. Because it, all of that, we do have, have uh, the ability to have a lot of gratitude to what we've experienced that we have been able to love so yeah. much and to yeah. trust so much, yeah. even yeah. though the relationships are short, especially yeah. with our animals. Yeah. And I, I think we, we we say that in our in our book that there mm -hmm. there will come a time when grief is largely replaced by gratitude. Mm -hmm. Largely. So maybe and we'll end there. That would be fine. <laughs> okay. So next we will talk. We will talk next week. <laughs> Take care. I hope good luck in your new potential environment and Sunday. So. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Take care.